0: Good morning, Alex and friends. Today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Today's weather forecast in Riverside calls for a high of 84.7 degrees and a low of 60.6 degrees. Now let's dive into the stories we'll be covering in today's episode of Alex's News. First up, We have a heartbreaking report on a massive theft of food aid in Ethiopia, leaving millions of people hungry once again. The United States and the United Nations have suspended deliveries following this incident. We'll bring you the latest details on this devastating situation. Next, we'll discuss a disturbing rise in threats and harassment towards election workers as the upcoming presidential election approaches. These incidents have become a plague on the process. And we'll delve into the impact they may have on the democratic process in breaking news we'll update you on the urgent rescue operation underway as ocean gates submersible titan goes missing in the treacherous waters of the north atlantic stay tuned as the search efforts continue for this cutting edge underwater vehicle finally we'll take you to virginia where the recent primary has shaken up the political landscape Controversial incumbents have faced defeat and there has been a notable shift in party stances. We'll explore the implications of these surprising outcomes. So stay with us as we bring you these stories and more in today's episode of Alex's News. Our top story today focuses on the dire situation in Ethiopia, where millions of people are facing hunger once again due to a massive theft of food aid. Joining us for an in-depth analysis is our reporter, Antony. Antony, could you shed some light on the current situation?
1: Absolutely, Connie. The delivery of food aid to Ethiopia from the United States and the United Nations has been halted for nearly three months due to a significant theft of donated food. This suspension has resulted in reports of the first deaths from starvation during this period. It's truly a heartbreaking situation.
0: How much food aid has been stolen so far?
1: Preliminary findings indicate that over 7,000 metric tons of donated wheat alone were stolen in the Tigray region. But the exact amount of food aid stolen is still unknown. The theft is believed to be the largest on a record with suspicions pointing towards senior Ethiopian officials and fighters as being involved. It's a deeply troubling situation.
0: What are the potential implications or consequences of this theft?
1: Well, Connie, aside from the tragic loss of lives due to starvation, this incident raises concerns about the ability to detect and prevent such theft. It also sparks worries about the distribution of aid in corruption-plagued countries. This is particularly relevant as the Biden administration seeks support for aid to countries like Ukraine, known for their challenges with corruption. The discovery of stolen food aid highlights the pressing need for increased scrutiny and safeguards to ensure that donations reach those who truly need them.
0: Is there any action being taken in response to this massive theft?
1: Yes, Connie. In response to the theft, both the US and the UN have suspended their food aid to Ethiopia until they can guarantee that it will not be stolen. They're demanding that the Ethiopian government relinquish control over the aid delivery system and implement reforms to ensure proper distribution. The U.S. government has also initiated a joint investigation with Ethiopian authorities, while the U.N.'s World Food Program is conducting a separate probe. So steps are being taken to address the situation.
0: How has the suspension of aid affected the people of Ethiopia?
1: The impact has been devastating, Connie. In a country where many rely on humanitarian assistance, the pause in aid has resulted in widespread suffering. This includes not only Ethiopian citizens, but also refugees who now face an increased risk of starvation. It's a desperate situation for millions of people.
0: It's clear that effective mechanisms need to be put in place to prevent aid theft and ensure the efficient distribution of assistance. Are there any other factors or peculiarities worth noting here?
1: Absolutely, Connie. The situation in Ethiopia serves as a stark reminder of the ongoing challenges in post-war zones. It highlights the urgent need for more effective mechanisms to prevent aid theft and ensure efficient distribution. Without these measures in place, the efforts to alleviate hunger and address the long-term impacts of war in Ethiopia will continue to face significant challenges.
0: Thank you, Anthony, for your comprehensive analysis of this distressing situation. We truly appreciate your expertise and insights on this matter.
1: Thank you, Connie. It's always a pleasure to contribute to our news discussions.
0: Welcome back to our morning news podcast. In our second story today, we're going to discuss a deeply concerning issue involving election workers in the United States— Joining us to
2: provide more insights is our reporter, Ellie. Good to have you here, Ellie. Thank you, Connie. I'm glad to be here to shed some light on this troubling situation faced by election workers across the country. Great. So, can you give us an overview
0: of what's been happening to these election workers as they prepare for the upcoming 2024 presidential
2: election? Absolutely, Connie. Reports from 22 different states have revealed a disturbing trend of election workers receiving threats and feeling unsafe in their roles. These concerns have surfaced due to the persistent lies and misinformation surrounding voter fraud, which were perpetuated, in part, by former President Donald Trump's unfounded claims of victory in the 2020
0: election. It's unfortunate that false information has led to such a hostile environment for these election workers. Can you explain further about the impact of misinformation and
2: conspiracy theories surrounding voter fraud? Certainly, Connie. The hostile environment has resulted in nearly one in three workers facing incidents of harassment, abuse, or threats. This alarming statistic highlights the dangerous consequences false information can have on the safety and well-being of those responsible for conducting fair and free elections. It's worth noting that there is a lack of evidence supporting widespread voter fraud, further emphasizing the unjustified nature of these attacks on election workers. It's truly
0: disheartening to hear about the extent of these threats. Can you provide some examples of the
2: forms these threats have taken? Yes, Connie. Election workers have faced various forms of threats, ranging from being followed to having their personal addresses made public. Shockingly, some workers have even reported instances of violence and endangerment against themselves and their loved ones, including harm to their pets. This distressing reality not only puts the lives of these dedicated individuals at risk, but also creates a chilling effect that could discourage others from taking on these critical roles in future elections.
0: Absolutely terrifying.
2: It's important that we pay attention to
0: this issue. Now, has this situation caught the attention of media outlets?
2: Yes, Connie. Media outlets such as NPR have taken notice of the gravity of this situation. In fact, NPR recently conducted an investigation and obtained contact information for thousands of local election workers. Their findings revealed that nearly half of the surveyed workers expressed concerns about the safety of their colleagues in future elections. This collective worry underscores the urgent need for state, federal, and local governments to take proactive measures to protect election workers and ensure the integrity of the electoral process. It's vital that the government steps in to address this issue.
0: Have law enforcement officials been able to effectively respond to these threats?
2: Connie, law enforcement officials have faced significant challenges in addressing these threats and providing adequate protection to election workers. The complex nature of online harassment and the anonymity it affords perpetrators make it difficult for authorities to intervene effectively. However, states are starting to pass legislation aimed at enhancing the security and safety of election workers. These measures include stronger penalties for those who engage in threats or harassment against election officials.
0: That's a step in the right direction, but safeguarding the well-being of these workers is crucial. Can you explain why this issue goes beyond just
2: their personal safety? Absolutely, Connie. The threats faced by election workers undermine the fundamental principles of free and fair elections, eroding public trust in the electoral system. It's vital to prioritize the protection of these workers not only for their safety, but also for the preservation of democratic processes. By doing so, governments at all levels can uphold the integrity of elections and defend the democratic values upon which our nation is built.
0: Thank you, Ellie, for providing us with such a detailed and concerning insight into this issue. We appreciate your time and expertise.
2: It's been my pleasure, Connie. Thank you for having me. Welcome back
0: to our morning news podcast. In our third story today, we turn our attention to OceanGate, a company known for their deep-sea exploration endeavors. Joining us now is our reporter, Arnold, to shed some light on the recent setback OceanGate has experienced. Arnold, what can you tell us about this situation?
3: Thanks, Connie. Oceangate's mission to revolutionize deep-sea tourism has encountered a significant setback. Their submersible vessel, called Titan, has gone missing in the North Atlantic Ocean while on an expedition to document the wreckage of the Titanic. On board were five passengers, including Oceangate CEO Stockton Rush, British businessman and adventurer Hamish Harding, members of a wealthy Pakistani family Shahzada and Suleiman Dawood and renowned Titanic expert Paul Henry Nargile, The submersible was reported overdue approximately 435 miles south of Newfoundland, Canada.
0: Oh my, that's certainly a concerning situation. Can you tell us about the rescue effort that's currently underway?
3: Absolutely, Connie. The rescue effort is in full swing as there is an urgent need to locate the missing submersible. The oxygen supply inside the vessel could run out within a few days. The international community has expressed great concern for the safety of the passengers, as everyone is anxiously hoping for a successful and timely rescue operation. Recently, underwater noises were detected in the vicinity where the submersible lost contact with its mothership. This led the search efforts to be redirected towards this new location.
0: That's a relief that there's some lead from the underwater noises, The risks associated with deep-sea tourism and exploration are certainly coming to light now. Can you elaborate on that?
3: Absolutely, Connie. This incident with the missing submersible highlights the risks involved in deep-sea tourism and exploration. Oceangate's mission to open up the wonders of the deep-sea to tourists and underwater enthusiasts has encountered a sobering dose of reality. It raises crucial questions about the acceptable level of risk associated with these ventures, particularly when it comes to ensuring the safety of the individuals involved.
0: Indeed, safety is of utmost importance in such endeavors. Can you tell us about the attention this incident has garnered both nationally and internationally?
3: Certainly. The incident has captured considerable attention both nationally and internationally. The news of the missing submersible has become a prominent topic in various headlines, highlighting the significant nature of the event. It serves as a reminder of the challenges and risks that come with deep-sea exploration and tourism. Additionally, I'd like to note that our article also covers several other news stories, ranging from discussions on the Supreme Court's decision on abortion rights to election worker safety concerns and even a cruise disqualification from a fishing tournament due to a mutilated catch.
0: Thank you, Arnold, for providing us with these crucial updates. As the rescue efforts continue, we truly hope that the passengers of the Titan will be located and brought back to safety. This incident prompts us to reflect on the role of safety measures and risk assessment in thrilling and groundbreaking ventures in the deep sea. Thank you for joining us today, Arnold.
3: Thank you, Connie. It's my pleasure to be here and provide the latest details on this ongoing situation.
0: Welcome back to our morning news podcast. We've got an interesting story to dive into today, as the recent primary election for Virginia state senators brought about some major changes within the political landscape. Joining us to discuss this is our
4: talented news reporter, Jenna. Good to have you here, Jenna. Thank you, Connie. It's great to be here and discuss the exciting developments in the Virginia primary election. So, Jenna, let's start by setting the stage. Can you give us an overview of what happened in this election? Absolutely, Connie. In this recent primary election, we witnessed the ousting of a number of controversial incumbents from their respective party nominations. Among those who lost their bids for re-election were Democratic Senator Joe Morrissey and Republican Senator Amanda Chase. That's certainly significant.
0: Could you tell us more about these two individuals and why their defeats
4: are notable? Of course, Joe Morrissey, a self-proclaimed pro-life Democrat, has been known for his support of limiting abortion access. However, despite his stance on this issue, he was defeated by former state legislator Lashreksi Aird. Aird ran on a platform that unapologetically supported abortion rights. This shift in representation suggests a change in the Democratic Party's stance on abortion within the state of Virginia. On the Republican side, Amanda Chase, a right-wing firebrand, faced a similar fate. Chase gained attention for embracing falsehoods about the 2020 presidential election, which led to increased controversy surrounding her candidacy. She was narrowly edged out by Glenn Sturdivant, a lawyer and former member of the state's legislative chamber. Sturdivant's victory indicates a push for more moderate representation within the Republican Party in Virginia.
0: Fascinating! Now, these defeats surely have implications beyond just these two individuals. What might be the potential consequences of these
4: outcomes? Excellent question, Connie. The primary election also saw other incumbents prevail over their challengers, with several key races taking place in swing districts that will have a significant impact on the balance of power in the General Assembly. These results are being closely watched as a barometer of voter sentiment ahead of the upcoming midterm and presidential cycles.
0: The primary election itself seems to be a topic of interest, Jenna. Are there
4: any other factors at play here? Indeed, Connie. One significant aspect of this primary election was the fact that it was the first cycle held after the redistricting process. The newly redrawn districts aimed to diminish the advantage of incumbents and prioritize a fairer representation of the state's population. Many incumbents faced serious challenges due to the redistricting, leading to a wave of retirements by veteran lawmakers and an already high turnover in Virginia's legislature. That's an interesting point, Jenna.
0: So overall, what can we take away from these results?
4: In summary, Connie, the defeats of Joe Morrissey, Amanda Chase, and other controversial state senators in the primary election signify a significant shift in the political landscape of Virginia. These results demonstrate a changing stance on abortion within the Democratic Party, as well as a push for more moderate representation within the Republican Party. With the upcoming midterm and presidential cycles, the outcomes of the primary are serving as an important indicator of voter sentiment. Additionally, the redistricting process has played a significant role in the high turnover of lawmakers in Virginia. Well, thank you, Jenna for providing us with such a comprehensive analysis of
0: the Virginia primary election and its implications. Your insights have been
4: valuable, and we appreciate your expertise. My pleasure, Connie. It was great discussing this story with you. Thank you for having me. And thank you, our
0: listeners, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more engaging news stories in our podcast. Have a wonderful day. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made with ChatGPT, 11 labs, and a program written by you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.